Okay, we continue the Mimer <coughs> and Ois uh, Gimel. In addition, why we call this a Midbar? Again, we're working off the opening line of the Parsha, Parsha's by Midbar. Now, why is it that in a Midbar, it's not, nothing is able to grow? And that's because it's simply too hot, too intense of a summer. What does this metaphorically mean? That the intensity of the sun alludes to the idea that Malchus has been elevated from Bia all the way back to Atzilus. Of course, Malchus is the expressive characteristic, the least personal, and it's manifest down here into the less evidently godly world. And when it is elevated back into its origin, and Atzilus, it's overwhelming. This is the result of the intense uh, longing, like it says, for that which I long for your honor, that it is uh, described as... Um, the longing and the continuous unsettling thirst regarding which it says that they will never be quiet or silent. And this is the intensity of that level of love as is manifest in the wilderness where there is the intensity of heat. And as we mentioned back in Pasha's Bolak on the Pusik that says, I am black and I am therefore beautiful, that it describes it as that since there is this great desire that cannot be uh, satisfied, therefore it is a continuous longing and the sense of distance that is from all of the characteristics of combination of spiritual parts that exist in Biyah, there is only one point when a person returns to the level of Atzilis, and that is the total bitol that is described. So down in the less evidently godly worlds, there's more nuance and detail. And in the more profoundly <coughs> godly evident world of Atzilis, it is a total bitol. Now, this idea of Kesar of Malchus that remains continuously within Atzilis and the nine spheres that come down into Biyah in the world that are elevated up again through this intense passion. This is brought down from the level of Kesar of Atzilis that is constantly there. And again, Kesar meaning that it sits above, just like the crown sits above the head. And that becomes the single point that sits under the foundation. This is called the point of Kesar, the essential essence, its truest identity. And this is thus what we mean when we say Bamidbar in the wilderness, because this level of Kesar, which is the absolute passion that is way beyond even the level of Chachma, to be subsumed within that which dispatches it, is like an analogous to the Midbar, where there is no growth. There is only the butte or the mineral, the level of dust, because of the intensity of heat, so too the intensity of this bitl and this desire that it should be completely silent before that which emanates it, the matzila, this is that simple nukuda that causes it itself. And from this midavarech na'ava, like it says in Shirashir, meaning this elevation of malchus that goes up from Bia, from the level of Gavura, which is then called midaber, the speaker, like it says, I will forever sing your honor, that this is the intent of Hashem's uh, plan, that he brought it down into Biyah, in order that it should be then elevated up, that it goes down in order to go up to a greater level. Regarding which, David, David HaMelech says that he was the Merkava, he was the embodiment of the characteristic of Malchus. And he says, my soul thirsts for you. And that is the Malchus level. When will I come and be able to see you? When will I be elevated up to Atzilus? And this is like there is that level in the quality of Malchus that manifests down in Biyah. Again, Malchus is always expressive. And this descent, this detachment from the origin is designed to produce a greater ascent. 
to elevate, to purify. <clears throat> so too within the person, that the divine spark that is within him from the Midah of Malchus that is invested within his physical body and its uh, attendant animalistic soul is comp- comparable to the Shekhinah coming down in order to, to identify and discover the godliness latent within the Nefeshah Bahamas. And the primary bearer at the time of davening, that that's when it elevates up from the Midbar and from this thirst. This is that crying out that we explained before, that this is the speech. Remember, Midbar, wilderness, Midaber, same letters, different vowels, is speech. Like it says, <clears throat> they wander in the wilderness thirsty and they cry out. And that crying out is to be subsumed within the infinity of Hashem. Now, it says Midbar Sinai, which is the uh, attempt to detach the bad away from the good, both in the spiritual sense, through the Malchus, that uh, identifies it, and within the human sense, through Davin. And now we understand the idea of Tikkun Chatzais, that that's the moment when Malchus begins to elevate from the Midbar in this thirst, in order to cry out for Hashem, to sing for Hashem. And that's why there's a crying out for the fact that the Shekhinah has been forced to invest itself in Klippas Neger. And this adds greater strength above, that there should be this alias Hamalchus, the returning, this desirous return, and also draws down this divine uh, delight through engagement in Torah after Chatzos. Until we come to Shachris morning, when it is elevated up into Atzilis, and also within the person, which is the appropriate time to contemplate the greatness of Hashem, and to draw down his infinite unity into this physical world. And now we can explain what it says in the Medrash in our Parsha, that it says, Hashem spoke to Moshe in Midbar Sinai, and this is what it means, raise up the Midbar and the cities that are around it. And it gives an analogy that there was once a leader, a prince, a Nasi, who entered into a state and he saw the people and they ran away. He went to a second and they ran away. He went into a desolate, destroyed place and they came out to greet him and they praised him. And he said, this is the city is greater than all those settled uh, states and civilized areas. And here is where I will build my palace, here is where I will live. Similarly, when Hashem came to the sea, the sea ran away. Like we say, Hayam the sea saw and it fled. The mountains skipped like rams. He came into the wilderness where there was nothing, and it came out to greet him. Like it says, the Midbar came up, and he dwelled there <clears throat> amongst the rocks. And he said, this is the best city of all of those states. In it, I will live. In it, I will um, set up my residence. And they were all celebratory uh, as the Midbar danced and celebrated, end quote. The point being that the primary engagement in Torah is to uh, uh, to achieve a bittle into the Orient safe completely. Like it says, it shall not uh, uh, be desecrated. It shouldn't be a cholo, empty. Like it says, it pushes away Hashem if a person is haughty. And therefore, whoever says, I only have, but the emphasis being on I, Torah, that is Lee, I exist, then he doesn't have Torah, because his sense of self uh, obfuscates his capacity for Torah. And this is what we learn from the idea of the Yam, the Mayim Tachtonim, like it says, there should be the firmament, the atmosphere that should separate out, that it should be the source of something of Yesh, that it has its own identity, which is not the case in the Mayim Elyonim, in the heavens the hidden worlds that are not revealed, that they are um, 
they are the level of bitter because Bria, this the world of Bria is called the hidden world, and Yetzirah, a little bit more evidently of self, is called the revealed world, like thought down to speech. And that's why Yetzirah is called the lower, lower waters relative to the characteristic of Bria. Like the difference between the angels called Srafim, fiery angels, and those that are called Chayos and Ephanim, that they rise up with great clamor because the Srafim exist in Bria, where it radiates the infinite light of Hashem in a revealed manner. And they sense, and therefore they say, Kodesh. But the Chayos and Ephanim that are in Yetzirah, they don't sense the light, and therefore there is this great clamoring of noise. And that's why the primary of the tree of knowledge of good and evil begins in Yetzirah, which is not the case in Bria, where it's mostly good and only a little bit of selfishness, and therefore they do not intermingle. And therefore the waters of the sea are salty, and they cannot be drunk, because this is what it means that the sea saw and ran away, Hayam Ravayanais, that it ran away before Hashem, because it saw the revelation of the infinite light of Hashem before which all matter has no significance, literally, and therefore it couldn't tolerate this level of bittal, that it has no identity, because it is fabricated into identity. And that's why it has the Eitz Adas as we mentioned above. Like we explained in this uh, uh, discussion of a mimer that emphasizes the idea or explains the idea of the people seeing the thunder uh, the people stood at a distance. It refers to the Eir of Rav, who couldn't see the thunder because they couldn't tolerate that level of bittal, and they wanted to have their own identity. Therefore, they stood away so that they would not experience that level of bittal. They wanted to retain their yeshes, and the impact of the tremendous revelation of godliness was too frightening and too nullifying of their identity. We also have in the Zayar, uh, like it describes that they were humbled and they were uh, concealed, they hid themselves because of the overwhelming light. That is the fear of Bittal. And thus we say in the Medrash that the mountains danced like rams, that is, that they ran away from him. Because the idea of a mountain is, like it says, the mountains stand up tall, like Rashi explains, that they are dominant, they are mountains which divide. That it, just as a mountain literally extends itself and asserts its own identity. However, Hasinai, which is described as the smallest of mountains, is the quality of Bittal, the quality of limited uh, expression of self. Like a Talmud Chacham who has to have an eighth of an eighth of, uh, of haughtiness. Whereas the mountains mentioned above were all about their yeshes and their aggressive sense of self. And that's why they ran away because they feared the Bittal of being exposed to the infinity of Hashem. <clears throat> And this is what it means, that they came into the midbar that was Chariva. There was no life there. This is like our sages say regarding the 7,000th year, that it will be a year of, quote, destruction. Because of the great revelation of godliness, the time that it's completely Shabbos, the gashness of the world will not be capable of tolerating this sense of self and identity. And it will be like water within water, the lower waters will mix with the higher waters, the hidden with the revealed, and the revealed that has its own sense of self will be annulled, and thus it is called the millennia of destruction. Because of this total bittal, 
As a consequence, we will allow for a new building, a renewed Shemaim and Aretz that Hashem will make, as it describes in the prophet Yeshaya, that will not conceal godliness. We could also say that when it's, that a midwar is described as a place where no man will sit, can be understood in two ways. One, it's a negative. No one can live there. Like it says, I am to my beloved that is in the land that is not planted. These are the words that are not done for Hashem. Uh, these are loizaru. But then it can also be in a positive sense when it says the wilderness is a place where nobody dwells, because like it says on the uh, uh, on the throne, there was the vision of the of the person. And this is like it says, like the glory of a person to dwell in the house, that it refers to Torah, which is called a person in a house, which is the oral Torah. Like we say, do not read it only as banayach, children, but also as building. So house and people are a reference to Adam, which is not the case when we have machshava and dibor and maisa in nonsense, which is called the midbar, where no person dwells. It is a destroyed world in a negative sense. Like we say, if not for the destruction, uh, again, it's constantly being referred to the destruction, like the destruction of Yerushalayim, which is the Yerushalayim, the complete reverence of Hashem. But then we have a positive sense, as we said before, that it is filled with Yerushalayim, and therefore what is destroyed is all of the tithes. That is, when we are filled with a passion for godliness, the passion for nonsense dissipates. Like it says that Hanania was able to live off one charuv, one uh, kara plant. And so to Rabbi Shimon Yochai and his son, when they were in the cave, they were able to live off one carob plant. But the word carob, charuv, means the destruction, the destruction of ego. And this is what it means that no person dwells there regarding which it says in the Pasuk, that the person uh, reached out for and he was quiet. There was no person there. And therefore, we mentioned to correct this level of midbar that a person has uh, a wasteland of thoughts and speech where all kinds of nonsense that is not directed towards Hashem comes there. That is, there's no menschlich kite there. There's no man there. There's no divinity. And this is, again, through the level of tshuva, which is also a concept of there is no man that dwells there. But in a positive sense, like we say, that the place where the Balchuva stands, even the most righteous cannot, who is called the Adam, he can't stand there because he is so filled, the Balchuva, with this passion. However, the primary intent here is to explain the term Midbar Sinai, that this is what conceals the partsup, all of the combinations that manifest in the world of Biyah, down in the glory of man, this lower person that is elevated up to Atzilis to be this singular point, like we said before, the single carob, the single carob tree and so forth, that is brought down into the oil moyed, again, the continuation of the Pasuk that Hashem speaks to them in Midbar Sinai, in the oil moyed. Now, after we have broken, I'm sorry, after we have identified the sparks of godliness in Bria Tzinasiya, and we bring it up through our passion and through our thought, thirst, that this is why it is, again, a wilderness that stimulates this thirst, then we draw down a whole new level of the masculine, the gift from Hashem, to then sweeten all the difficulties that we, the recipients, deal with, and we bring about this unity between Hashem, the benefactor, and we, the beneficiary, the, mas- the male-female dynamic. Like it says, those who are thirsty come to water. 
which is the quality of the feminine that is that is uh, desirous of the sweetening of this kavura uh, uh, and malchus. And this is what it means, the tent of meaning, which is the unity where they come together in this tent of love and they become unified. And this is the origin of the point we mentioned before that we describe avas oilam and eternal love is characteristic of oil moye because the bracha avas oilam is the characteristic of love, the idea that God draws us close with his right hand. And down here, it is through the fulfillment of mitzvahs. And as we explained, that this is the idea of embracing. And this is what it means that Yaakov kissed Rachel, that the level of Yaakov connects itself uh, and draws itself to the holy of holies to bring to it. And this is the idea of the oil moye from the term no aditi to know, which is the combination of knowledge, which is das. Like we said, that adam nu chava, they become so intensely one. From whence we draw out this level of connection, this basic essential alignment called yisoi, the yisoi of the midos of Zeir Anpin, together with the Yisoyed Abba, which includes within it Moichenda Abba, the Arach Anpin, and the Atik Yoimin, all of these extended characteristics, which is the investiture and the revelation of the loftiest level. And down here, it's the idea of the Simcha Shal Mitzvah, the Simcha of the revelation of the soul in a manner that is completely aligned, oinek, and celebratory of Hashem. And this is what it means that he falls into the lap of the king. This is higher even than Ganadin, because Ganadin is only a radiance. But through the Neshama coming down here into this world, the elevation that it experiences when it goes up from this world in the characteristic of Mayan Nukfin, that is, it is reaching out for the gifts from Hashem, it elevates also the Neshamas of the Tzaddikim. They too become included in this longing. And then it is brought out down here, literally, into this world and the characteristic of Zah. And this is the idea that he is pouring out into the body. And this is specifically through the Torah Mitzvah, because a little bit of the masculine that is drawn down from the five levels of Chesed, limitlessness, which is manifest in the 248 obligatory Mitzvahs. And the little bit that is drawn down through the 248 limbs, through which we have the 248 obligations. This is Hashem's method of expressing himself to us, giving us the opportunity to be connected with him. And this is what we mentioned before, that the level of Ayamoyek, which is effectuated through Moshe Rabbeinu. And this elevation from Midbar Sinai is completed through Aaron, that Moshe is the escort of the king. That is, Moshe is the one who brings the king to us, like we escort the Chassid down to the, this physical world through the six lower Midois, <clears throat> that is the external meters, which are comparable to the six directions, northwest, south, east, up and down, that come and be, uh, that become invested within the 248 practical mitzvah behaviors, which is, in fact, a, a great descent, similar to the idea that we draw down the seichel, which is something very sp- spiritual. It's very amorphous. In becomes invested within the brain of the person, which is this tremendous yurida, because the moyach agashmi is incomparable to the seichel, which is far more ruchni. So too above the 248 mitzvahs are gashmias that are invested in the physical gashmias. And the six directions are the midas of atzilas. The 248 limbs of the king are spiritual. They are atzilas, because there's no comparison amongst them. 
And therefore, there's this great Yerida to be invested within the six directions of Atzilus and the 248 mitzvahs, or via the 248 mitzvah performances, like we say in the parish of Kaddish of Netfilin, which is the level of Chachmi Law that is invested within the letters of uh, written down on Gashmi's ink on parchment, and so to all mitzvahs. And this is called the Chassan, the Chut Darga. That is the idea of this connection on the day of his chasana, his matan Torah. And again, Moshe scoring the chasan, bringing Hashem to us. And therefore, in order for it to be through Moshe, this is the level of Yusayid Abba, which he is the escort of the king. And based on this, we understand, as we say, in the idea of Moshe of Abba, that is a level that is higher than a shtalshalist, where there is darkness and light have no distinction. And therefore, it is specifically from this perspective that we are able to invest mitzvahs in actual behavior. And this is what it means that Moshe set up the Mishkan, that Moshe, who is, again, the one who brings godliness to us, the escort, is the one who sets up the Mishkan, which is the Malchus, the expression of Atzilis, where it draws down this level of Zot, that is called Malka, called the king, and through this, it elevates it to the level of Mishkan. Aaron is the escort of the queen that brings the hey gvura is the queen being the gvura which gives nuance and depth and individuality just like in the development of a child or in the development of a thought that the woman is associated with the characteristic of bina down to malchus in order to elevate the level of my nukfin that should be midbar sinai because aaron is the abundance of chesed now just like in the uh, in the south there is not as much uh, 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 um, civilization but there's more the idea of Midbar. Because of the overwhelming heat, so too, from this great passion of Aram, which is the level of the right hand of Hashem, we draw out the concept of Midbar Sinai, as we mentioned before. This is what it means, lift up the head, the Jewish people, to their families. Again, the second Pasuk in the Parsha of Midbar, this is specifically achieved through Moshe and Aaron, and this elevation that he elevates it from down here in this physical world to the level of Mishpachosam, their families, the 70 uh, souls that are the quality of Bria. And then you have the 12 tribes, that they are the ones who connect Bria and Atzilas. And then you have an elevation to their households, the Avais, the base Avais, and the Avais, which are the ultimate uh, Merkava, Chagas of Atzilas. The three levels of Rachmanis, that is the Rachmanis that comes from Teferis through the glory of Hashem, Ein Saif, that is drawn down here into this world, as explained uh, in these uh, uh, other source materials that are quoted. And then it says, as the Pasuk continues, to their accounts, but more literally to their skull. And the idea of the skull that surrounds the brain is representative of the quality of Kesar. And then it says in the Vedas Hashem, which is the Avarabah, this abundant love that is higher than Das, that is not grasped at all in Seichel, like the skull that surrounds the brain. And this is the level of Shavuos, where it says that we draw down the Kesar of Zav, all the days of Svira. We draw down the characteristics of the Midas of Atzilis. The first is Chesed, and that includes each day within the Svidas. Like we say, we elevate the Mishpachas, the families, to the household, to their origin, and in Shavuos, we draw down or we express the kesser, the level of the gugolus, the skull that surrounds the brain. As is explained in other places, that kesser is that which is drawn down, uh, the drawing down of Zah, the six internal midas, not just Malchus, on Shavuos, that comes from Arich Anpin, uh, as is explained in other places. Okay, now, 
We also explain on the Pasuk that says, in the Midbar, in the land that nobody had worked and nobody lives there, that this is the idea that no one lives there, as we described above, that Adam, no Adam lives there, because Hashem is not an Adam, the Loy Adam lives there, so it's a reference to Hashem. And that's why it is called a Midbar, because a Midbar has no fr- uh, uh, vegetation. Similarly, there is no, like the head that has no hair that grows on it because it's higher than anything that is of growth, which represents a form of change from smaller to bigger. And that's the level of Adam. But this is the level of Loy Adam, which is representative of Hashem, who's not a person who does not change. And then we also talked about that there is the seventh millennia, which is considered Haruf, literally destroyed, but destroyed in the sense that the Gashmias is, and therefore there is peace which is the level that we are elevated up to uh, to this level, like in the level of Shemitah. And we also explain this, in the, as it says in the Zayah, but regarding the oil Moyet, why is it in Midbar Sinai? Because it is for Torah and it's for the Mishkan, like we explained that Midbar is Torah, which is alluded to the six Midas. And this is uh, different than what we write here in Midbar Sinai, which is the elevation from below to above, through the elevation of Malchus from Bial, like it says, who is it who will come up from the wilderness? But based on what we have explained, we now can put these two together because there is a positive side to the sense of Midbar and the sense that nobody lives there, like we said before, that it becomes the source of Torah because it's a non-human that is its divine. And this is what it says in the Midbar Sinai, we have lifted them up. Midbar Sinai is the Midbar that is from below to above. Uh, as we described before, it's this one singular point under the basic foundation, which is the level of Kesser known in the Shema as Bechol Meyadecha, and the end wedged into the beginning. Like it says, it is the higher level of the Midbar, com- comparable to the forehead, the revelation of the Golgailis, the skull that surrounds the, uh, the, the, the brain, like it's explained that it's uh, in the Idra and the Idrazuta, these different Kabbalistic Svarim that it is referred to as, quote, Kesser Elyot. And this is what we mean that Midbar Elyon, which is Mitzchah, and it is the Ratzon HaElyon, we could say that this is the Chatzonius of Torah. But the Pneumius of Torah is that there is this great desire that is higher than Midbar that is mentioned above. And we could say that from this Midbar, there is this gift, the gift that Hashem gives. Perish, what does it mean, this gift? This is the divine inspiration, in a matter that no could ever reach, but it happens automatically because it is a gift from Hashem.